0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the
1: Air. It's time for Southern Health Future. Updates from the Southern District Health Board and Community Health Council. And this morning, public health physician Dr Michael Wichard joins us here on ORFM for this morning's very important feature because here we are making that transition now from Alert Level 4 to Alert Level 3 Good time to discuss what that actually means from a public health perspective. Uh, Morena, Michael, good to have you with us. Morena, Jeff. Let's um, let's ask some pretty basic questions here, because there's a lot of information to take in, isn't there, Michael? Um, From a public health perspective, what's the main difference now between Alert Level 4 and Alert Level 3 for the public?
0: I think for the general public, there's actually not a lot of difference, and I think people that would have read information on the website, the covid19.govt.nz, will have noticed that unless you're someone who is now going to be able to work, um, there's not a lot of difference if you are not working and at home. So I think the best way to view level three is view it as a level four with just a few extras, and one of those, of course, um, that people like to talk about is um, being able to access um, food from um, a, in a contactless way from many businesses now.
1: Yeah, and we've talked um, this morning uh, about some of the detail around that, um, and. And It'll be interesting, won't it, to see how many of those businesses uh, choose to, to open up and make themselves available that way. And of course, <clears throat> judging by the way uh, the people uh, in this region have been behaving in general, uh, we expect that to go smoothly as long as everybody um, remains cautious, which I think is a good word that I think the Prime Minister used around all this, is extreme cautions that are required as we go about some of our business um, that uh, is now allowed under le- Level 3 that wasn't under four. Let's talk about masks, Michael, just uh, just to reinforce what the requirements are around that. What do we still need to do as far as mask wearing is concerned or face coverings and why is it so important?
0: So I think this is another case of still view it as if it's level four in terms of mask wearing. So every time you leave the house, that's when you should be thinking about putting your mask on. Uh, now there are some legal requirements where you do absolutely have to wear a mask at alert level three, but I think the way that people should view it is every time you're out of the house, uh, put a mask on. The places where you legally must wear a face covering is any public transport, uh, flights, any taxi or rideshare vehicles, visiting any healthcare facilities. That's GP and hospital and everything else. Um, And if you're a delivery driver to residential addresses, uh, you have to as well. And uh, inside any Alert Level 3 business, uh, people should also be wearing masks, uh, unless you're in an office uh, all by yourself, of course. Uh, And also in any public areas, uh, courts, tribunals, local and central government agencies, legally you actually have to wear a mask under Alert Level
1: 3. And, and this is because, I mean, there's no question about it now, is there? We know that masks are an effective barrier.
0: That's right. Uh, the evidence is in on that. And the, the main reason why we use masks, it's actually in case we are spreading the virus. So the basic masks and face coverings that are in use, Uh, more effective for stopping you transmitting to other people. And that's why it's really important that everyone does their bit and everyone wears masks. Uh, They they provide uh, some protection if someone else um, that is not wearing a mask is coughing with COVID. But it's really to stop the source.
1: Key aspects of keeping those good hygiene practices up, those are still obviously very important, Michael.
0: Absolutely, so we still need to be thinking about keeping our distance from others, washing our hands regularly. If you happen to be in a situation where you're not wearing a mask and you feel a sneeze or a cough coming on, cough into your elbow, all of those things um, that are well known now, um, please keep doing them. And it's even more important with Delta. As we know, Delta is spread um, in the airborne virus. It's around about, two times uh, more uh, transmissible than um, previous strains. So we really have to think about Delta as almost a different sort of virus. The game has changed and we have to change with that.
1: Let's talk about uh, health and uh, the symptoms that come with COVID-19 and why it's so important that we... Straight away attend to getting a test. Um, what are the symptoms uh, of this Delta strain, and 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 why is it critical that we then take some advice?
0: So the symptoms are still what everyone is familiar with: uh, the cough and cold symptoms. Now some people have very minor symptoms, so the minor, the, the minor sniffle, or cough, or sore throat, that could be COVID. Uh, Also, some people have fevers, but not everyone does. Uh, Some people get so unwell they need to be admitted to hospital. Uh, They might be uh, short of breath, uh, but not everyone has that. Uh, So the key is it's the minor sniffles and coughs that we have to go in for a test. And I think we need to look no further than the index case in Devonport, the first case that was discovered in this outbreak, they had no reason to think they had COVID apart from just having some minor cough, cold symptoms. They chose to get a test and we got on to this outbreak reasonably early. Now if that person had not chosen to get a test, if it had been another week before we had uncovered this outbreak, then we'd be in a far, far worse situation. If you look at the numbers in COVID, we went from 0 to 100 in a week and 0 to 600 in two weeks. So it's really important that everyone, just by default, if you have a cold, get a test, please. And the way to do that in our region is to call the 0800 virus 19 number or call your GP.
1: All right. 0800 virus 19. That's 0800 847 8719. I'm going to repeat that number again. 0800 847 8719. Really important message that, isn't it? Because, um, of course, it's very easy to to watch the news and hear a, about and see the more distressing signs of those who are suffering very obviously from the effects of this virus but there are many others for whom the symptoms are are much lighter but that could be the point of contagion, and and yeah, the, the nation owes that uh, that index case a debt of, uh, gr- um, a debt of gratitude for uh, making sure they got tested, because the situation that the country is in now, while not great, could be uh, could have been a heck of a lot worse. So, um, so there we go. Let's um. That's right. Yes. Let, let's talk uh, about. Um, about other aspects of health, and that and that includes, you know, our exercise. Obviously, you know, sitting inside staring at the computer screens all day ain't necessarily all that great for us, and, you know, it might be quite tempting to to do that, to, to stay quite literally within your bubble and within the four walls of your room, but exercise is obviously going to be good for us at times like this. So how can we do that safely?
0: So exercise is still allowed, obviously. We can get out and about. Uh, It's still advised to wear a mask if you can when you're doing that. Uh, So feel free to uh, go for your walks, your runs, uh, your bike rides. Uh, Keep it local, though that's one of the keys. And also, you're still not allowed to do uh, certain activities that are dangerous because that could um, be a risk to other people that have to come and rescue you. So there are still some limitations on what you can do in Alert Level 3.
1: And remember also that uh, as far as play equipment and things like that are concerned at the playgrounds, they are still out of bounds. I know that the kids are going to want to tear off and and, and jump on them at a, on a day like this, a beautiful spring day in Aote Pote, but um, for obvious reasons, this is all about not sharing touched services, Michael. That's important to, to remember when you're out and about as well.
0: That's right. And Obviously also uh, you can only still mix with people from your bubble so you can't rejoin your running group unless they're all in your bubble. Uh, so also think about that.
1: Let's um, talk just for a moment about uh, businesses because obviously uh, uh, those who are able to get back up and running uh, in terms of you know, service provision like you know, foods and coffee and things like that, they have to set up their contactless arrangements. What about, what about other businesses? Uh, how can we ensure that those who do need to return to their workplace as opposed to working from home can do so safely?
0: I think the first thing is that if you can work from home, then you're encouraged to do so. If you're in an occupation that that's not possible, you actually have to go into work. then as long as there is no close physical contact uh, with others, then your business can operate. Uh, but you do need to try to maintain distance, and that's a minimum of at least one meter, uh, but ideally the greater distance, the best, the better. So if you can do more than one metre, then please do so. Um, And you have to wear um, PPE, um, such as masks. And I think one thing to keep in mind is some people during their actual tasks, they might be quite vigilant. But you've also got to think about your coffee rooms, uh, your lunch breaks, and how you're mixing and mingling there. Uh, So also think about um, physical distancing there, mask wearing. I know that you have to take a mask off when you're eating food. So if that's the case, then it's not a good idea for everyone who has been carefully physical distancing while they're doing their work tasks to then all mix and mingle in your cafeteria. So businesses should be thinking about that, and I'm sure that um, they are doing are thinking about those things.
1: Yeah, lots of things for us to bear in mind. Um, and I guess the thing is that... Uh, Take a pause and think before you start changing the way you're living your life under Alert Level 4 to Alert Level 3. Just think very carefully about how you're going to do that, how that's going to manifest for you, for your family and now, and potentially for your workmates if that's necessary, and certainly for the wider community. Uh, Really interesting to talk with you again, Dr Michael Butchard from Southern DHP. Uh, it's uh, all the very best to you and yours. Uh, I know that as far as the Southern DHB is concerned, you've got you know very important restrictions and limitations in place around the kind of work that you can do and in the way that you can do it too. And that's all based around safety. And if the Southern DHB is doing it, then then obviously that's a signal that we all need to as well. Michael, thanks for joining us here for our Southern Health Future Spot.
0: Thanks very much, Jeff Kakite.
1: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.